Hey everybody, you're listening to episode 92 of Two Views Movies Podcast on Cobra Kai Season 2. Want to ring the bell? Alright. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are following up last year's special episode that we did, I think around this time, where we talked Cobra Kai Season 1, and we recently watched Cobra Kai Season 2, so we have to do a follow-up episode on it. That's the rules. It's really got to finish it yeah. to completion. <laughs> yeah. While the rest of the world is talking about Game of Thrones, we are podcasting about Cobra Kai season two. That's right. I mean, it can't be like everybody else all the time. I mean, yeah, everybody's watching Game of Thrones, talking Game of Thrones. Well, and I actually, I, I can't remember when this came out, like if it came out at the same time as as Game of Thrones, but I know I like binged this hardcore uh, right when it came out. So I, it hasn't interrupted my Game of Thrones or in-game watching or anything like that. No, this came out uh, the week of in-game. That's right. right. It came out Wednesday, and then in-game was Thursday. Yeah, because I watched it pretty much Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Sunday. I think I watched it all that same weekend. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of it. After these shows that are hour-long dramas or whatever you want to call it, I mean, it's kind of refreshing to have a, a 20 to 30-minute show that you can just binge, like... Was it? Is it ten episodes? So you know it's five hours, and I mean that that's doable in a day if you're super lazy like us sometimes. Yeah, yeah, especially if you carve it up, it's basically two movies. Yeah, exactly. And you know the other thing is Game of Thrones doesn't really have a movie tie-in, whereas I think we felt a little justified doing this last year because obviously Cobra Kai ties into the Karate Kid, so we we uh, you know we we connected the dots and said that it should be okay for us to talk about this because it's tangentially uh movie related yeah it's basically another sequel which which counts for us yeah and and they also you know threw out the next karate kid so they discarded that so i mean yeah it feels like uh, a a long dated karate kid for i don't know did they i mean they haven't referenced it but neither one of these two guys were around then right i mean i'm not ruling out a uh season three what Hillary Swank appearance? <laughs> hey, it, it could happen. I mean, everybody's trying to come back. I heard that uh, after season one, uh, Bad Boy Mike Barnes wanted to get back in on the on the mix. <laughs> I mean, because because why why wouldn't he? Well, right. What's Mike Barnes doing these days? Right. And you know, skipping ahead a lot. I mean, they did bring back almost all of the Cobra Kai guys. So why not just start bringing more people back? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got their uh, their moment in the sun that they still know karate. Yeah, I love that. Uh, not, I, I don't know if I want to go here right now, but it kills me that Dutch said no to coming back. <laughs> 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 and then, and then, what did they do? They wrote him in prison. Right, right. <laughs> Which is actually kind of perfect. I mean, it, it, if it's... if one of them was going to end up in prison, it was going to be Dutch. He always reminded me of. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, he definitely has a little bit of a Kiefer vibe to him. I, I definitely agree with that. So are you uh, you going to hit us with a, a letterbox? 
Uh, you know, I tried to find something, but it's it's a little tougher on um on TV shows, shows and I, I think it basically the only thing I could find was just a synopsis for the show overall, which I, I'm more than happy to give. So in the aftermath of Cobra Kai's win at the under 18 All Valley Karate Championships, Johnny questions his dojo's philosophy and deals with a figure from his past. Daniel searches for the right way to respond to Cobra Kai's dominance. So I guess I actually did find one that summarized season two because that, that's, that's pretty much the same thing. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So I think we're, I think we're good there. Uh, created by Josh Heal, John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg, cast, of course, Ralph Macchio and William Zabka, but we've got, um, you know, I guess we are spoiler filled and we said that before, but Martin Cove is back as um, John Crease. Yes. Yep. Uh, Courtney Hengeler, I believe, Zolo Marduena, Tanner Buchanan, Mary Mouser, and Jacob Bertrand is all the people that I'm going to list for the cast. Yeah, I mean, if you were going to watch this on a uh, a big screen, you know, we could suggest uh, Blue Springs Eight do a, a marathon of not only the Karate Kid one through three. I don't know if we want to add Hillary until she actually uh, jumps into the series, but then you know, a nice uh, Cobra Kai marathon. I mean, that's a solid day at least, right? Right. Yes. Uh, and although I would love to see Blue Springs 8 do that because they've kindly sponsored our show and I, and I love them. Um, we would I would be also the only ones there. Yeah, we would be the only ones there. And I would tell them that the last time I did a Karate Kid marathon of one through three back to back to back, I physically hated Ralph Macchio and Daniel LaRusso with every fiber of my being. And it wasn't a good experience. So I just I, I left your house angry. I forgot that you swore that off ever doing that again. Yeah, I, I did. I mean, I would I would go back for Blue Springs Eight. I, I would I would host it and, and help do that. But at the same time, um, I would be in a really bad state of mind. But I guess it's great because I could walk out and get a few drinks right afterwards and, and calm the nerves a little bit. Because Daniel Larusso is arguably the most annoying protagonist in cinematic history, especially yeah. if you watch back-to-back-to-back three movies of him just freaking whining, whining and whining and whining. Yeah, it's, I think, obviously, you know, it's three separate movies, so you get a break from him in between. And thank God, because if you have a couple of years in between and you watch it, he he doesn't seem all that bad. I mean, he's still kind of messing up and and causing problems and and ruining Miyagi's life, even though Miyagi's trying to help him. But when you watch it back-to-back-to-back, he is so ungrateful and he's such a whiny, sniveling little kid. Like you want him to lose every time because all he does is just get into problems and trouble and he oh, he's miserable. He he's like uh if you took Luke Skywalker whining about going to Toshi Station and and went and expanded just that scene for three full movies. He's unbearable. Just that line. Yeah. <laughs> get some power converters. <laughs> Yeah, it's truly bad. And and I will say, when it comes to season one and season two, Daniel LaRusso is still unlikable in this show. He, I mean, g- kudos to whoever writes this and directs it, because they've stayed so true to his character that he's still a little douche and still annoying and the least favorite person on the show. But you also are forced to root for him based on, you know, they're the quote unquote good guys. Kind of, but I feel like with this show, they've definitely put Johnny more in the gray area than 
than in the past, right? With Johnny or Chosen or Terry Silver or Bad Boy Mike Barnes, um, those guys were clear, you know, in the black versus Daniel being in the white. I think Johnny clearly is painted out as being gray in this. Well, we both love Johnny, and coming off of season one, I mean, that was, like, I don't know if I absolutely loved it, but I definitely liked that the whole season one very, very much. Like, I don't remember, I'd like to go back and listen to our Cobra Kai episode to see how much I actually loved it, uh, or if I got to that. But I, his character is so perfect. You know, one, all the callbacks to the, the trilogies, but I guess not for him his was just the uh the first two kind of right or one and one and a tenth i guess yeah. <laughs> yeah um but the uh the him just being fish out of water man at a time you know just locked in the the 80s worked so well and was so funny and it was just perfect that this season you know you couldn't have him keep doing that i mean he's still a dick at times and those parts are funny but it was definitely more watered down yeah totally Uh, i agree with you the the writing around him was not as strong there's definite moments there like when he finds the internet and he starts googling super hot babes (laughs) and chuck norris videos and stuff i mean that there's moments like that that are there it's definitely not as strong or as prevalent as it was in season one and i don't know if that's because Maybe the writing just wasn't as effective, or if it's because um, you know season one had the uh, luxury of surprise, right? I don't know that anybody thought. I mean, first of all, it's Cobra Kai. Second, it's on YouTube Originals, which nothing is on YouTube. So I think the expectations for season one were just crazy low, and I I don't think that it's only good because of low expectations. I actually think it's really, really good and one of the most fun series I've watched and I don't know how long, but it seemed that much more great because of the low expectations. Well, I thought it was really, really good solely because of Johnny. And when his character, I'm going to say, I mean, I like him when he changes and grows and whatnot, but not the, I want him to be just inherently an, an ass. You know, right. I guess not, not unknowingly you know offensive like he, he, he <laughs> right you know, yeah that's that's the character that was so funny but he there is a, a little bit of that but really not at all i mean i don't want him to grow because he make he, he makes the show right I, i'll differ with you on that like i think there's a way to make him still be that fish out of water guy out of time but also be uh get some redemption like not be the total uh ass that John Kreese is or not continue to be uh, a bad dad to Robbie. So I think there's ways that you can have him still be true to his character, but still give him the ability to, to grow. Because I think some of the other great moments that happened, um, and kudos to the writers, they, they did this in season one, they did it again in season two. They tease, you know, Daniel and Johnny actually becoming friends or at least being civil to one another. And, and they rip the carpet out from underneath you both times. But I think there's ways for him to be the guy that you want him to be, but also grow and, and show that he's not what he used to be. Right. I mean, keep him as, I mean, you can keep him as a, I don't know, I mean, offensive chauvinist type guy, but still want to be a good dad and a good human. Just, uno- uh, just, just unaware yeah, I, of I, his surroundings. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's kind of like in in season two here when he's sending a, a message to uh, Allie on Facebook and he tells her in the message that he's talking to her through this app called Facebook <laughs> and it's an app. Like, it's so stupid, but it's it's small stuff like that that is really what makes Johnny a, a great character. Of, do we get Elizabeth yeah. Shue in, in season three? Because she, she accepted um, his I think so. friend request. Right. So at the end, he, you know, chucks his phone out into the sand because he's all mad about everything that's happened. And there's been and actually the, the alley thread kind of even starts with Daniel a little bit in this series when he's talking to uh, his daughter about the breakup between her and Miguel. And he's trying to say, you know, hey, I went through several girls or whatever before I met your mom. And he alludes to one of them being Allie. So I think it felt like every few episodes they were doing that. And, you know, finally we get the accepted friend request, um, even though Johnny doesn't know it because his phone's sitting out on the beach. I I think the way it's going to fold in is that uh, clearly Miguel got injured in the last episode in the big fight. And um, I believe, if memory serves correctly, that... Allie, he was a doctor. Allie's there a pediatric I didn't surgeon. Put that together. Yeah. Well, yeah. So she's a pediatric surgeon. On top of that, oh, I thought she married a doctor. Is she a doctor? Oh, I think she is. Um, I don't know. You're, you're testing it's my new season one. My memory here on the episode. Wasn't married to a douchebag, and you know they're trying to. And he goes, "I think he's a doctor," and they're like, "Oh." Or maybe uh, she. Uh, maybe okay. she is. Maybe I, that's I what it is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely do think that. Like, I, I mean, maybe the. There. I did not pick that up. Yeah, I mean, maybe the creators don't quite know, and they're leaving that open, or maybe they do flat out know that Allie's going to come back, and, and they they want to go ahead and plant that seat. So, which I think that would be good. It, it, I mean, if anything, uh, I don't know if it would really move the plot along a whole lot in terms of Daniel and Johnny, because I can't imagine that. You know, after all the family man they made Daniel out to be, that he would all of a sudden have the hots for right. Allie. But uh, definitely would add some interesting love triangle to Johnny's life, considering he's got. Um, uh, is it Carmen? Is that is that Miguel's mom? I think that's her name. Close enough. Yeah. So they they clearly had something going on, and then that fell out. And then if Allie came back, that would add another little ripple to everything. So um, I want to back up a little bit though. So the whole season starts where season one ends like literally this exact moment that season one ends and that's with crease coming back what were your thoughts on how they handled crease you mean the darth vader of karate yes the one and only <laughs> so i love me some john crease uh, i love terry silver as well and he got a a reference but not his name um in this one he uh oh they did they did bring him up in uh the first season right that johnny said i, I never met him uh yeah, I think his name gets I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, when um I think it was when they were doing the uh Cobra Kai's band from the, yeah, the karate uh, board tournament. <laughs> but uh but no, I I like that John Kreese is back. They made him for like half a second sympathetic, homeless guy. But then like there was there was no it wasn't very long redemption to where you it was clear that he was still evil well yeah i think it's that first episode even where he gives some sob story to johnny and then the camera follows him walking out of the dojo and you can tell he's kind of waiting and then when johnny comes out he kind of smiles you're like all right you just manipulated him you knew what you were doing so i think they made it pretty clear early on that crease had some ulterior well, but then they were trying to figure out you know miguel was was on to him but his stories were were bull 
and uh, you've he follows mm-hmm. him and you find out that he's, he's been homeless and you're like, okay, well that's why he's been making stuff up. Cause he's ashamed. Right. And so then you feel, you feel bad for him. Did, uh, he really is a, an asshole. Right. Did I, I kind of thought early on that this was the route they were going to go. I, I felt that by the end of the season, Cobra Kai would be split and somebody would be, you know, half of them would be going with Kreese and half would be going with Johnny. And it's, it's kind of where it ended up. Johnny joins Daniel. I don't think, I I can't see that. (laughs) Right. So I, I think that would be the obvious assumption of going into season three. If they hadn't had the blowout with Robbie and Miguel and Daniel and Johnny, because I think if everything had stayed the same there, you might see that. But now because of what Robbie did to Miguel and Miguel's hurt, I think you're going to see Sam go back to Miguel and then Daniel will feel bad for Miguel because Robbie kind of turned against his training and showed no mercy. And now Robbie's back over with Johnny, who he'll be probably staying with. So I think now you've got like this new source of conflict. You like shifted the teams of two of the players. So I don't know whether... Miguel will stay Cobra Kai or what's actually even going to happen to Miguel. But I feel like um, they put that there as a rift to make it kind of be like three factions. Now you've got Daniel and Miyagi-Do and you've got Johnny and Cobra Kai and then you've got Kreese and Cobra Kai. And j- again, to my point earlier, Johnny's kind of in the gray. He's not fully, you know, goody, goody, Miyagi karate, but he's not evil Darth Vader karate. He's somewhere in between. So you brought up, Daniel's daughter and I was probably the most excited for her how they ended season one and I knew that she was going to join Miyagi-Do and her choreography throughout was was really bad like I was very throughout the whole show I was very disappointed with everything they had her do Cause she, I mean, there's, there's glimpses of she's capable of doing more. I just thought the choreography was, was terrible for her. I didn't really catch that. I mean, I, I thought it was a little bit less fluid than maybe like Miguel or even Hawk or something, but I mean, it didn't really bother me or anything. I was just like, okay, it just, maybe she's not as great at well, karate she, as the other two guys are. But I mean, there's some flashes of, she knows what she's doing, but then the, the fight at the end and the, the high school it was as if they're waiting for each other to do the next move. And it's not that they physically couldn't do it. It's, I truly feel like it was the way it was choreographed. Hmm. I, I actually, I, we talked about this before the show, but I, I loved the, the last fight. Uh, I thought it was the, is my highlight of the whole season. I, I felt like it had been kind of, um, it was a solid season all the way through, but it needed something more. I kept waiting for that something more. And then finally, they give me like a 15-minute fight scene in a high school, and, and, and I, I ate it up. I loved it. It was over the top. I get it. But I, I thought the choreography was great. I thought all the fighting was good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was super cheesy. I thought this whole season uh, lost, did not capture what season one had. I thought season one was more real i guess and this got really over the top and really cheesy and again didn't have the redeeming qualities of season one with with johnny and and the callbacks that they did and so that's uh i I did not enjoy this season half as much as i liked season one Hmm. yeah I, i guess i'm different i i definitely enjoyed season one more 
In fact, I went back and watched season one right after I watched season two. Uh, it's definitely a, a better season for sure. I mean, I, I don't think anybody will say two is better than one. And half the time sequels of any kind are not better than the original. So I don't think we're we're doing that, that anything different there. But, uh, you know, I I still enjoyed it. I still liked where it moved the characters. I, I feel like, um, you know, it, it's it's putting people in good, interesting positions and keeping me on my toes. You know, I remember in the first season, I thought, Oh, Miguel is the the Daniel character, and it's going to end the same way Karate Kid did, and they completely, right. you know, turned that on its head. And I feel like they did did that again in this season, where they at least kept me on my toes to the point where now Robbie's back with his dad, and maybe Miguel's not so much going to be with Johnny anymore, even though they were very much a father son combo. Um, so I feel like in that regard, I, I enjoyed it, but I do agree with you that the writing and, and the way things played out was, was definitely worse than, than season one, but I, I didn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it was like only like half as much. I, I really still enjoyed it. Half. But the, uh, I think, I think the focus shifted really away from Daniel and Johnny. Like I'd like to know the screen time difference between the kids and, and those two. Because I feel like it was definitely more the the kids centric this season. Did you get that same feel? Yeah, I did. And I do think part of that was due to the fact that they were both trying to expand their classes. So you had to fold in new characters and get um, some of those things going on as opposed to just sticking with johnny and um daniel because like last season neither one of them had karate dojos they weren't trying to build up classes of kids they just basically had the two of them until you know well daniel even the whole time only ever had robbie and then you know johnny's cobra kai was uh, a decently small faction so i then you add create everything just gets bigger i mean it's bloat of a sequel so i think it's bound to happen um but yeah I, I do think you're right that they shifted a little bit more towards the kids and i would like to see them reel that back in a little bit but i i didn't i didn't hate what was going on with the kids yeah it just it seemed to again i feel like dumbed down's not not the right word but it, it definitely got more kid friendly like a um after school special type feel and that's not the right you, you know what i'm trying to say i'm trying to get the yeah, <laughs> I would I would not go so far as to say it was an after school <laughs> special. Um, I definitely I, I mean, if you want to say it's skewed more towards that. OK, I, w- I wouldn't argue that, but I, I never once got the vibe of, of it. Uh, almost like a Disney channel, you know, of these high school kids, but it's made yeah. for, you know, 12 year olds. But then you have the Johnny part that's obviously not made for 12 year olds. Right. I mean, because he's is this R? I mean, they they cuss, don't they? I think it's unrated because it's on YouTube, so it, I don't yeah. think it has to get rated. But they cuss, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not excessive or anything, but I think they throw them in every once in a while. I don't know. It just seemed it seemed like the tone shifted, and then the the comedy was less. And maybe it was just because I was giddy that I was getting Johnny back, you know, and everything was funnier. Yeah. I'd have to go back and watch season one again to see if it, it just felt like the tone was very different. 
Yeah, again, I wouldn't say very different, but I, I do acknowledge that there was a little bit of a shift there. But I, I'm okay with that. It broadens the world, gets things a little bit bigger, gets us invested in some of the other characters. And you'd like for that to not be at the expense of, of Johnny. And I think if Johnny's writing had been a little bit stronger this season and more on the quality of season one, you wouldn't have wanted as much quantity, I guess. But I, I do think because the writing was a little bit weaker, you were probably a little bit starved for the Johnny from season one. So I, I definitely get yeah. it. And I, I get that there's only so much you can do with Johnny and Daniel, you know, their storylines of just the two right. of them without bringing in other people. But I really thought John Kreese, I mean, I know, you know, Martin's not, you know, top 10 actors of all time. So there's limited range that you can do with him, but uh, he didn't have, he basically was what we we thought we were going to get out of him. Were you disappointed, Increase? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, you know, he's, again, he's the Darth Vader of karate. And I don't know. I just, uh, he he's definitely out of his element right now. Yeah. So he clearly doesn't do a whole lot in Karate Kid 1 or 3, for that matter. But he still comes across as really menacing. And in this one, it just kind of came across as comical. Uh, not not like funny comical, but just like, okay, I'm not really buying that you're intense or really this bad of a guy. I don't know. I just feel like they didn't write him as truly dark as they could have. And knowing where season two ends, I'm wondering if part of that was to try and keep the audience off balance with some of the things you said about is he telling the truth is he not and he's really just manipulating his way in season two and then now that he's got his group of kids in season three he's going to really be that evil force again that's what i'm hoping because i felt like the crease i got in season two was just kind of a watered down john crease agree completely well that's one thing we agree on yeah could improve john crease <laughs> which you know i never thought you you could say <laughs> yeah that you could improve upon john crease well, I think the problem, though, is that you you have to, like I said, you, you don't have a lot of screen time in the first one, and, and you're, you're giving him a decent amount of screen time in season two, so you're trying to flesh out this character that maybe is better left not being fleshed out. Um, so then I'm hoping they turn him back into just monolithic bad guy in in season three, because that that's really what he needs to be. And I think he's got the right crew now with Hawk joining up with him that they are going to be the real bad guys. Um, I just don't know where that leaves Johnny and Robbie in all of this. Stuck in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to think of what else from this year. I, I know the one thing that, that made me laugh pretty hard was after Daniel goes on his big uh, campaign, his ad campaign, <laughs> that they, I forgot why or who says this, but somebody it's stuck in my head ever since, but they accuse him of cult cultural appropriation because he's <laughs> using like traditional <laughs> Japanese music. And then somebody calls him Daniel the racist. <laughs> and I don't know why I thought that was so funny, probably because it's such a low brow insult that, uh, and I, like it anytime that Daniel's humiliated. So I just thought Daniel the racist was incredibly funny. Yeah, that was that was episode one, wasn't it? When you put that out? It was pretty early, yeah. Because he was, hey, it's free, you know? Yeah. The other thing I was going to ask you about was, okay, so every Karate Kid movie, we get a new move. And the move in season one was 
laughable. Like it's still painful when I went back and watched it. The one-handed. This last time. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense. Like, oh, it's this mythical kick where you, it's the hardest kick ever because you use both feet, yet you're standing on one hand. So how much leverage can you actually get? Like, it defies all you logic. You only saw Miyagi do it once. Right. And then you get the weird shot of Daniel in season one basically doing the Luke Yoda training <laughs> scene on Dagobah where he's on one. I mean, it's just Completely that, that's believable a whole imp- that Daniel Russo could do that. Yeah miserable so like i think it's season one or sorry not season one episode one in this season where they introduced the the wheel or the whatever balance, they called yes, it yes if i you're just waiting for them to implement that in a group setting yeah exactly so you knew there was gonna be some fight later on where his daughter and robbie team up in a fight because i mean that's part of me hates it but then part of me acknowledges like okay that's just what karate kid movies are there's a new move if it's not the crane it's the drum if it's not the drum it's kata and then if it's not the two-leg kick it's the wheel so i just what were your thoughts on that are you are you over that karate kid formula do you like it i think if the move was cool sure but i mean there's only so many things you can do right but i mean telegraphed a mile away absolutely i mean was it cool when they did it not really because I feel like they got out of it just as quickly as it it was there, you know? Yeah. And so it's like they started with that. It's like, okay, we know where each other are. And then they just fought after that. Right. And so it wasn't really a move. I don't know. I, I think there I think there's something they could have done, you know, together. Like a, a dual move that would have been cool. Sure. Yeah, they don't even really, like, use each other or, like, play off of one yeah. another. It's just, okay, we fight in synchronized fashion. Yeah, like some sort of backflip, bicycle kick, something. <laughs> something. something. <laughs> it, yeah, you can come up with something cooler than a, a one-handed double-leg I'm kick. I'm going to throw you at them. <laughs> Are you, I just watched Thor Ragnarok, so that made me think of uh, Help Us, or what, what is that routine that they do? I think it's Help Us. The, oh, yeah, the, <laughs> he throws Loki. And he just chucks Loki, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need help or something like that, yeah. Um, okay, so some other things I wanted to ask you about as we move through this. Uh, Tori with a Y. Tori with a Y? The, the girlfriend, oh. Tori. The, the new, the new yeah, girl. Yeah, why'd you say with a Y? Because that's what she says. Oh. I think it was a play on Allie with an I, uh, so she says Tori with a Y. I missed that. That went over my head. I did not catch up. Gotcha. Uh, no, you should have reached up and caught it. <laughs> um, I mean, that was kind of telegraphed too. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. You need a bad girl for, for her to fight. And here she is served up. And that's pretty much all she was. Yeah. I mean, I thought her character was good. I, I think it added another wrinkle. I think they needed it. And so, yeah, I agree with you that it's it's a little bit formulaic and probably predictable, but it worked for me. I liked that. She caused some conflict between uh, her and Sam, but then also kind of threw a wrench in the whole Miguel and Sam getting back together thing. So I, it was necessary, but I, I liked it. It kept things going. I mean, I think I guess just there's, there was no depth with her. Not of the why she's like this. I thought they were going to explore that a little bit based on a brand new character. We'd get some background, but it was just she's just like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe we get it in season three. I I think somebody, some YouTube video I watched something was trying to connect the dots and say that maybe she's Allie's daughter, but that would make no sense <laughs> at all because Allie lives in like Colorado, and then then you're getting into the weird Star Wars stuff where like somehow well, she, everybody she ran away. Oh right, 
But yeah, it, you're getting into that scenario then where everybody's related to somebody and everybody's connected to somebody. It's like, all right, the world's not that small. Let's let's not do that. Yeah, but the valley is. <laughs> right. Hawk and Dimitri. Do you have any thoughts on those two? I know we're supposed to like, I guess is a strong word, Dimitri, but but I don't. <laughs> yeah. At all. Yeah, they definitely make him very snivelly whiny he is very very hard to root for and and really not even believable that he would come out on top of anyone in that final fight at the high school right or why wouldn't hawk just attack him when he starts insulting him at the party yeah yeah okay so then what do you think of hawk um weird i i I don't know because i felt like they were going to make him turn but then they just made him more bad I don't know. I don't. I don't really like the character. I think they did that on purpose. I think they needed one of those guys to go full on bad because they needed somebody to gravitate towards Crease. See, I really liked his character in season one. I like the the shift from, you know, getting picked on to you know I'm going to be my own guy. I really I liked how that all went, and then now, I don't know. I think they're just taking it way too far. You know, <laughs> and you know what this really reminded me of is the wave. <laughs> God. That's all I was thinking about. If anybody listening to this podcast even gets that reference, that will be amazing. <laughs> if anybody's seen Cobra Kai season two and, and then also listens to this, that'd be amazing. But right. um, the wave, that that's exactly what this felt like. Well, which is, I mean, that was all a metaphor for Nazi Germany. So, I mean, I, there's probably some parallels that can be made to recruiting and brainwashing of karate students in a dojo i mean that's kind of what you could argue crease did with cobra kai yep ripping off the wave <laughs> right or ripping off nazis i mean i don't know which whatever one you want to say <laughs> did you mention if you liked hawk or not uh i i don't like hawk because i don't think you're supposed to like hawk i think um, he was likable in season one up to a point but then he really went the full jerk route at the end of season one in the tournament so i think they started laying the groundwork for him being kind of an arrogant prick and i think that uh they carried that through and so no i don't like him but i also don't think i'm supposed to like him i think that there's a potential that you get a miguel versus hawk situation coming in season three um but yeah i think they needed somebody to represent the true badness of cobra kai so that john crease could have a star student and that's his star student. So it uh, looks like maybe whatever happens with Miguel and Robbie, w- one of them will be star students for Daniel or Johnny, and then you'll have uh, Hawk over with Kreese. So no, didn't like him, but I don't think I was supposed to. Um, we talked about this briefly in the beginning, but the, uh, the big Cobra Kai reunion of all the older guys minus Dutch, uh, how did that, that tickle your fancy? No, it didn't. <laughs> it it didn't. didn't at all. Uh, the only thing that I got out of that was they put him in a body bag. Yeah. They put him in a literal body bag, a literal body bag and zipped him right up. Yeah. That's the only, only takeaway from that I got. Really? You didn't like the, the get back together, the, the fight in the pool hall that you didn't like that. No. No, okay. especially I was you, fine with it, especially when you're like only like one guy the uh had the dark hair. I didn't even remember in the movie. 
Yeah, he's the kid from Head of the Class. I was like, who who are you? <laughs> so I had to go back and I was like, oh, okay. And they had to find like like two clips that actually have him in it. Yeah, ex- exactly. So I think they were just trying to find people who had FaceTime clips <laughs> in the original movie so that they could like throw them up there. And I wonder if part of it was because Dutch didn't want to come back and they just needed an extra body. So needed somebody else to to brawl in a in a bar. No, yeah, I, I I mean, cool for them. They got in the show, but um, yeah, no, thank you. I so I didn't as much like the action stuff, but I I did like some of the conversations that they had around Johnny, like when he was like, "Hey, I brought back Cobra Kai," and you could kind of see them all be like, "Man, that that stuff messed us up." Like it wasn't something that they were all proud to be a part of. And they were shocked that Johnny had brought it back. So I, I was kind of, I really liked it from that perspective. Um, the nostalgia was just okay for me. It was a little forced, but it was okay. I had more nostalgia when they were playing the certain music that, that played during Karate Kid one, when they were riding their dirt bikes or whatever. So that piece of it worked for me, but yeah, the, the piece I really liked was just the, the, like the old storytelling and the, the dredging up of old feelings and why are you doing this and all that. So, um, that, that piece worked for me. No, I agree. I agree. And then, uh, you know, Johnny mentioned, yeah, it sucked, but I'm trying to change it. You know, it didn't start out sucking for me. It just ended up sucking. Yeah. You know, it was a, it was a positive change for him at first. And then, yeah, obviously John Kreese took it to a different level. Um, trying to think if I have anything else from this season. I think we've pretty much. Oh yeah, how how do you like the way they ended it, with uh both of them regretting their choice to teach karate, or how they uh yeah their path. I thought as much as I disliked the last, the fight in the school and how cheesy it was, I really liked the reflection on everything of what the hell did we do. Yep. I agree with you. I the ending was really I, again the the show. You know, you can say what you want about you know uh, whether this is better than season one or not, but the, the writing is really strong in some areas. They they know what to do with some of the characters, and I completely did not see um, even as they were fighting. You know, I just figured that you know it would just lead to hard feelings or whatever. But the fact that they were willing to take their main character Miguel and you know smash his back on a railing and put him in the hospital like that's pretty intense and uh, and I agree with you I really like that they ended the season on this whole notion of you know maybe we shouldn't have been doing this like teaching kids karate or even a step further like maybe their hatred for each other or their problems spilled over into the kids and now it's cost you know it cost Daniel the relationship he had with Robbie and it's looking like it might have cost you know johnny his relationship with miguel and it clearly killed his relationship with miguel's mom and you know maybe he gets robbie in the mix but you know there's just all these weird feelings going on so i i I like how they ended it because i don't really know where things go from here and that's always a good feeling when you know there's another season coming yeah we just created two gangs and they just fought to almost the death at school (laughs) it's like that's not what our intention was 
Yeah, I mean, you bring up a really good point, though. I'll be very interested to see how they handle that heaviness in season three. Like, will it carry over or will they just do one of those like, okay, Miguel's out of the hospital now and we're back to doing our old normal stuff. Or if they'll really kind of dwell on it because Johnny's in a rough spot at the end. You know, he's all distraught about everything. So is Daniel. So I hope that kind of bleeds over into season three. And maybe for part of it, it's like, hey, you know, we're we're not going to do this anymore. Um and maybe that's where Kreese comes back in, right? He he prods them both into having to come back. So I think you may have just answered this. Are you... So my first question was, are you going to watch season three, which it sounds like you just... Oh, yeah, for sure. Just answered. And two, are you excited for season three? Yeah, absolutely. I Like I said, I, this was no season one, but I still thoroughly enjoyed it. I will be fully on board for season three. I, I still, I'm a sucker for the way they do the nostalgia. I've enjoyed most of what they've presented with the kids. I'm definitely interested to see where Kreese goes. Uh, want more Johnny all the time. Daniel, I could care less about. But yeah, I, I'm all on for season three. Keep it going. I still, season one was so good. Still one of the like most memorable shows, I think, for me in the past five or ten years because I just, I, I loved it and I was so surprised by it. Season two, not quite there, but enough to, to keep me interested and, and going. So yep, I'm all on board. Are, are you not in for season three? Oh, I'll definitely watch it. Um, I don't know if I'm excited for it or if it's just going to be a task at this point. Um, now, if they brought in Thomas Ian Griffith, then I am all in. Uh, <laughs> love, love that guy. Uh, but I just don't... I think this season really was not the same. Uh, season one was so so good that this felt really like a letdown. And, uh, but but I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Most things do have a sophomore slump, right? I mean, there's usually a little bit of a lull because that you can't quite rekindle the magic of the first season or first movie or whatever it is, and then you kind of reestablish your footing on the third one. I mean, that that's kind of par for the course. I mean, is it going to be an opening weekend? Depending on the weekend, you know. When when you when you ask me this <laughs> one, and they're like, gosh, it's even Avengers weekend, I say, well, I'm not going to wait. You know, I'm still going to find a way to cram it in here. And, uh, and I did, but next, next year, you know, when it comes to, uh, gosh, there are no movies next year. They all ended no game of Thrones, no Avengers. I don't know what next season's going to bring other than I guess Cobra Kai. Yeah. So I guess that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. Well, and I guess I would say that, I mean, or I would ask you, even though you didn't maybe enjoy the journey of season two, aren't you at least intrigued by the possibilities of the end of season two enough to be like, okay, let's see where this goes. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'll watch it. I'm not as excited as I was for season two. Sure. I can understand that. So that's where I'm at. I'm hoping they bring me back. Yeah. I, I, I think they will. I, I think they'll recover. I, I expect them to. So if you had to give this a rating, what would you give it? Um, and I really should have looked at what we talked about in the the first first season. But if that was a four, this was a three at best. So you gave season one a four out of five, is what you're saying? Uh, I may, I may have given it higher than that. Okay, I, I remember really liking it, but I feel like season two makes me like season one less, just on reflection. But I feel like I would have given it close, to maybe four and a half. Okay. What about you? Okay. 
I was probably at a five, I was probably at a five on season one. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I've watched it three times, and it, it's still great. And the, like you mentioned, the writing around Johnny is great. If I had to give this one a rating, I'd probably say either a three and a half or a four. I still really enjoyed it. There's things I would have done different, and I don't think it's got as much of the rewatchability and the quality of writing around Johnny. But I st- I still enjoyed it, and it moved the characters to where I wanted to go. So I, I would have to think about it. But between a three and a half and a four, yeah. Yeah, I thought the drop off was was more significant than that, but but hey, it's it's above average, so we'll we'll keep trucking, <laughs> right? And since we're, I assume since we're not talking about a movie, we're we're not going to run through the rest of our questions. I think we've kind of touched on some of our favorite things, our least favorite things, and casting would be tough. So I, I'm thinking we lob out the uh, the questions, or I should say, I'm thinking we we cut off the questions for this episode and just right off into the sunset with this one. We'll kick them right out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Way to go. We'll chop all six blocks, which I I really wanted to see him chop those blocks for some reason. When nobody was watching? Just chop them in the way? Well, at some point, I just, I thought we were going to see Daniel try and, you know, destroy six ice blocks. We didn't get it. So that's the one thing I would have liked to have seen in this. And him not get through it? (laughs) That would be ideal. I mean, anything that Daniel can do to mess up, I'm all for. Now, did you think, I didn't know Johnny could could break bricks yeah he's he's frank dukes <laughs> which he did google Bloodsport later in the in the episode he did he did <laughs> yeah that's a great all right you got anything else you want to say about cobra kai season two or are we good i think we're good all right well let's see i just made our calendar and i totally forgot what's coming next oh no i do know what's next episode john wick three John Wick three, that should be a good one. Getting rave reviews. Yeah, I uh, I watched dangerous. John Wick one. Yep, I watched the first one yesterday. I'm going to try and squeeze in the second one before I go see it. But next week, everybody will have a, a John Wick episode from us. I can't wait. That should be a good one. Excited. Yep. All right. Well, like usual, you can talk to us on Facebook and Twitter. You can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail dot com. Definitely go out to the app store and leave us. Nope. Definitely go out to the podcast store and leave us a rating and a review. That would be awesome. Uh, I think that's it. We will catch everybody next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.